Wednesday, March the 29th. As Crystal Lennox would say, happy hump day. <laughs> My name is Frank Johnson. And I am Abraham Lawrence. And I am Crystal Lawrence's... No, Crystal Lawrence's... <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Now I got to think of their name. Lennox. Lennox. Yeah, it's too close. There to is Lennox. a Crystal Lawrence out there somewhere. We just don't know who that she is. That is exactly right. I'm Crystal Lennox's pastor, and she is my deaconess. She's a wonderful lady. We love you, Crystal, and yeah. we love you too, son. She listens to the podcast a lot. She and better be. they just be. had an anniversary here, you know, a week or so ago. Actually, it's like an actually a week ago today. Yeah. Was it a week ago today? Yeah, because it's on Kelly's birthday. It was the uh, well, no, that 14th. Was, that was way, that's two weeks ago. Today is March the 29th. Oh, well, it was two weeks ago. <clears throat> two weeks ago. <laughs> I missed last week. I was on hiatus. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Pre-recording uh, will mess with your mind. It definitely will. I'm in a bit of a pickle, but we're in. somebody else is in a pickle right now. It is uh, the 63rd episode. We might want to mention that. And yep. uh, we might also want to mention that uh, Community Christian Academy is our sponsor. And they are taking uh, new uh, whatever they are. Sign your kid up, uh, K through 12. Uh, we're going to have some great programs this next year from what David says. Wow. Yeah, we're going to have some great electives, um, smart boards. I'm telling you, he's really putting some money back into the school. And, uh, of course, the teachers really love the kids, and we, we love teaching them. You going to be Jesus. teaching science again? I am. Uh, everything is still a little up in the air, so I can't say too much uh, for the kids to think. But... Uh, I believe we're going to go to a block scheduling, which okay. means 90-minute classes, kind of more like uh, college level or high school prep kind of thing. We're going to go to that. So so I, I don't know if I'm going to like that or not, but we'll see how it works. But speaking of pickles, <laughs> <laughs> poor Abram, you know, he's just in that lose-lose situation. Uh, Sarah has come to him and said, uh, may the Lord judge between you and me because she's not treating me right, and it's all your fault. And Abram said to Sarah, Behold, your maid is in your power. Do to her what is good in your sight. Think that was a good answer? Not in Sarah's emotional state. That is not an answer that, you know, you would want to give. And I'm not trying to sound chauvinistic or anything like that. But women make a lot of emotional decisions, and I feel like that was an emotional decision. You're going to throw a pregnant woman out. Well, that's not necessarily what's going to happen, but he just says you can do whatever you want to with her. But what happens? Well, I know that, but I'm just saying. Yeah, but. But it's, but it's a little different. Let's not jump too far ahead in the story. So it says Sarah <clears throat> treated her harshly. And she fled from her presence. So you see, it isn't so much that they kicked her out. But they, she, she just treated her so yeah, badly. Yeah, they made her unwelcome left. that the, the only recourse was for her to leave. As my dad says, come back again when you can't stay there long. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, verse 7, God comes to her rescue. Because you know what? Like you said, it's not fair to Hagar. And it's certainly not fair to Ishmael. Definitely not. Now the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness. So she literally did run quite a ways. By the spring on the way to Shur. He said, Hagar, Sarah's maid, where have you come from and where are you going? So, in other words, some being actually has appeared to her. Mm. You think it's an angel? Let's read on. Yeah, because it's not an angel. 
Anyway, she says, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarah. And then verse 9 says, then the angel of the Lord said mm -hmm. to her. Now, if this was any kind of angel, it would have said Gabriel or it would have said, uh, who's the other guy? Michael mm -hmm. or, you know, something like that. But it says the angel of the Lord. So we have learned that this is none other than the incarnate Christ, mm. God himself. And he says to her, return to your mistress and submit yourself to her authority. Moreover, the angel of the Lord said to her, I will greatly multiply your descendants so that they will be too many to count. And the angel of the Lord said to her further, and you shall call his name Ishmael. Because the Lord has given heed to your affliction. Exactly what the name means. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone. And everyone's hand will be against him. And he will live to the east of all his brothers. So let's put ourselves in Hagar's shoes when she hears all of this. She's in, is she encouraged? Hmm. Well, she has to go back. You got to, well, and submit. Yeah. Which was her problem to start with right. because she had this little arrogant little attitude that she could have a kid. Well, anyway, in verse uh, 13, she says she calls the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are a God who sees. Now, now this actually has a name. What does it say in the King James? It just says, she calls on the name of the Lord that spoke unto her. Thou, God, seest me. For she said, have I also here looked after him that seeth me? Yeah. I was just wondering if there was a, they would actually give us the name of God who sees. Because they would never call God by his name, God. They never say Elohim. Uh, they, and so she calls him a God who sees. Have I even remained here? Have I even remained alive here after seeing him? Mm-hmm. And so she realized she's seen God. Yeah. And anyone that had ever seen God died. So she realizes, you know, if you see the face of God, you would die. But she knows that she has seen God. Therefore, the well was called Be'er Ehiaroi. Behold, it is between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar bore Abram a son. So she was just pregnant while she was under yeah. this uh, little thing. And Abram called the name of his son, whom Hagar bore, Ishmael. Abraham was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to him. So there you go. 86. 86. Agent 86. <laughs> 99. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the next verse. And then when Abraham was 99 years old, do you <laughs> reckon they actually came up with this? <laughs> the writers of Maxwell Smart. Mel Brooks came up with Mel Brooks might Mel have Brooks come, would he come might, up with He this. might have come up with that. Oh, my goodness, yes. Have you seen any of this History of the World Part Two yet? No, but. I'm sure it's raucous. No, but I'm. I know from hearing from people that they've got Jesus in it, so I'm not oh, going to watch that. That's I'm not, terrible. I'm not going to do that. Hmm. I'm not going to do. Well, that. Well, that's true. Yeah. So, uh, well, we might as well just jump on into 17 then, right? Yeah. So when Abraham was 99 years old, so now Ishmael is a whopping 13. The Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, "And by the way, this is why uh, starts Jewish tradition that when they're 13." They become a man, and uh, that's when they have their bat mitzvah. And uh, so, you know, all of these things all had their start someplace, and that's where this one comes from. 
Yeah, this is where things start to get interesting. So the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. I will establish my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. So Abram fell on his face. But it's not right there. Do and you God see, talked with him. Do you see how God started that off because of what Abraham did previously? Yeah. That was unacceptable. Be perfect. Walk upright. Do the right thing. Because that wasn't the right thing. Now, I'll have people play devil's advocate with me and say, why before Abraham went into Hagar, did God not appear to Abram and go, I am God Almighty. I will do this thing with you. I will. I will. You do not have to do this thing. Do not do this thing. First of all, God didn't have to do that because Abraham had a choice. He didn't have, he didn't have to do, but he did it. But why does God not appear to him then? Come on. I actually have a reason behind the question. Go for it. Because God has a purpose for Ishmael. And even though it's Ishmael's will and it's what Ishmael's going to do, the purpose needs to be there, though. Yep. He has to have this Arab nation. He has to have this conflict between Ishmael and Isaac forever. And they will forever, all the way to Jesus' time, all the way till 2023. Well, we can't, the Jews can't even build their temple on the nope. site because of the Muslims that are there and claim it as a holy place. They've been fighting each other for 4,000, 5,000 years. It serves God's purpose, right? Amen. Now, still Abraham's decision, still Abraham's sin, still the wrong thing to do. Shouldn't have never done it. But it fulfills the purpose that God wants. Absolutely. Now, God wants to fulfill a purpose here, and so he stops Abraham in his tracks. Because one thing he's not going to do is let Abraham somehow think that that Ishmael is the the promised one. Is the one. Verse 6. Or verse four, I'm sorry. As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you will be the father of a multitude of nations. Well, first off, he just has, he's just the father of Ishmael, and Ishmael is going to be a great uh, nation. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be called Abraham, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. And amazingly, that is what Abraham, Abraham means. Father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful. I will make nations of you and kings will come forth from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants after you. I will give to you and your descendants after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Mm, 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 mm. God said further to Abraham, Now, as for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your descendants, after you throughout your generations. This is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised. Now, that I don't quite understand, but I guess we're going to have to leave that for another day. But this is kind of a cool thing, though, right? <laughs> Depends on who you ask. Like, do you show this, or I'm a child of Abraham? How painful is it, first of all? What's the healing process like? 
eight days. 